It's the Adam Crowley Show. Take me home to a greer in the back of my pickup. Take me home will greer in the butt. Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. You found the Crowley Show, where your mom listens. So does Tom's, and you should too. 412-922-2874 is the number to call, or you can join the cast of dozens. Follow me on Twitter, at underscore Adam Crowley. Brian LaMartina sitting across from me. Shirted Tom behind the glass. Check them out on Twitter, at FBomber73, at ButtonPusher970. The reason I'm giving it so hard to Tom is Unfairly. because we were in the show meeting today, <laughs> and we were bored. We got done with our prep work early, and Brian said, you know what? You should wear your Darth Vader mask, and we should do a little bit here. Do a little video. Be funny. Yeah, non-cheese tease video. Yeah. A little extra. Yeah. Little Which is what I thought going into cheese. it. Extra cheese. And Brian's like, hey, just take your shirt off. You're shirtless Tom. And, and then it happened. I've never seen Tom's face look more meek and meager than it did. He got white as a ghost. He got pouty-lipped. There were some tears in the eyes. No. And he told it. us that his mom doesn't like him being shirtless Tom all the time. And he texted her, and she confirmed it. It's on my Twitter account at underscore Adam Crowley. And Tom was questioning his entire existence and identity. As yeah. a person, really, honestly. Because when I get home every day, it's like... All this great stuff that I do here, it's coming into question with the one person in the world that I respect their opinion the most. So, And if I could, the speed at which this happened. It I escalated. Mean, it, 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 it happened so quick on a dime. Like it was happy-go-lucky, like, hey, it's Crowley Show filming another video, which we do, to all of a sudden doom and gloom and like the world was coming in. And like you said, Crowley, I think you put it really well when you were like, Tom questioned his entire existence. Especially within this show. Who am I? It's a Why tough place am I to be here? in. What? It's, it's the tough place to be in for me. I mean, what's going on here, Tom? Why don't you explain? Well, actually, she did text me with the explanation as to why she wants. Okay, so on, so the backstory. You're gonna let her speak for you she, again? For no, no, the no, love no, no, of no, no, God. no, 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 no. I'm just trying to bring her side to it, so I can then bring my side to it. Well, let's okay. bring the okay. listeners in on it a little bit. Basically, what's going on here is Thomas shirtless and her cheese teases all the time. You see them every day, and they're great. They're funny. Everybody likes them, and we get a lot of great response from them. We have a lot of fun doing them as well. So, Tom's mom is upset with the fact that Tom is shirtless so much, and from what, yes. what we have gathered is that they thought this was kind of going to, or your mom and your family thought this was going to kind of kind of end by by winter? And... I think so, yeah. Okay. I think that's kind of the thought that they put in their own heads. So now the pressure's on for you to put a shirt on. They're not happy with Tom running around shirtless and being shirtless. The male Tom. nudity, yeah. it's It doesn't sit well. Well, when you say it like male nudity, I mean, it's just a guy with his shirt off, right, Crowley? It is, and I feel like we need to get this out there. Tom, are you okay with the shirt having been off up until this point? Oh, yeah. There is no sexual harassment no, going nothing. on? Yes, okay. it's not There's me no, and I'm Crowley not being like forced forcing to be this. nude in front of them. In fact, if you would look, there is one video where we're trying to take the shirt and put it back on, I believe. I actually think it's the other way around. Well, for the I purposes of this, I'm off. trying to keep... No, shut up, Tom. If you play it in reverse, it goes that way. Yeah, two of the three people here agree with Brian that we were trying to put your shirt back on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what do you got from your mom here? 
Their explanation was the only time your shirt should be off is in the shower, the bed, or swimming. Period. She left. One no day. other professional goes to work indoors and takes a shirt off. And I have to say, I don't think that's true. I would argue that because I would say one right off the bat, WWE. I and my response too was, what about actors? Yeah, and what about actors. actors? Michael yeah. Phelps. Thank you. Yeah. Well, he's a swimmer. He's a swimmer. So that falls under <laughs> yeah. that. Did she say in the pool? She said swimming. Damn, it's specific. Actually, yeah. You just said it. That's my bad. What about during sex? Yeah, that was the big one she left out. Are you supposed to be Donald Duck? Mom can't mention that, though, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to Does your mom text you and talk about sex like that? No, No. that's that's fair. That's fair. I mean, my mom asks all the time, but that's just... What? Yeah. You know what? You know what is weird here? (laughs) Is that your mom is the authority on when and when you do not keep your shirt off yeah it's it's brian's damn radio station it's our damn show and if we think it's professional for you to come in here without your shirt on then you need to be doing it for your job oh so now it does sound like you're forcing me into it now it's getting a little sexually harassing here's the problem that way here's if i could put a little 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 on what crowley's saying here is he saying we don't want people outside the radio show dictating the kind of entertainment that we bring every day we worked hard to build this brand and shirtless won't. tom is a thing tom before shirtless was there was just he was a board op that kind of worked around oh the wow and stuff like that did a great job don't let me take away i from mean he that. was alex but now the people know you they know you as shirtless tom this is a brand that crowley and i stay up at late at night trying to keep moving forward and trying to help create and we've turned you into a thing and and here it is. We've got a third party who, frankly, I know it's your mom, all due respect, but it has nothing to do with what we do as professionals because we're all damn calm adults down. here. You calm down. She just cannot come in and you're tell us triggered. how to do our radio I know, show. I know. You're getting I triggered. love your mom. I know. She's great. But lay your hands off her radio show. <laughs> I know. Get Relax. off. Relax. Okay, this is where it got testy in the meeting, too. Uh, Brian raised his voice a little bit. I sat in the corner and made terrible jokes terrible trying jokes. to defuse terrible the situation. Jokes. And Tom, he actually got tears in his eyes. Tom you raised, know, I Tom raised his voice back. His, his chin was quivering. I mean, you you were both getting into it with one another, and I was just trying to say well, we weren't out. getting into it. We were having a discussion. But see, here's part of the problem. Uncomfortable. Like, you two do not handle, like, like harsh situations well or, like, Clearly. hard discussions well. And and you guys were both getting uncomfortable. We were not having a yelling match. We were just having a discussion. And basically, in a quieter way, I made the point I just made. I don't want people outside of the radio show influencing how we go about doing the radio show. Look, and no one's influencing that. No one's going to be able to influence that. All I was trying to do was, you know, air some personal feelings with my two best friends, and they shot me down. So I feel betrayed. No, Tom. No, 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 no. That's see, how it went. That's how it went in my mind. Like that, Tom, yes, it sounds like that. But what happened was, we went from being three people every day that were laughing and joking about the cheese teas up until all of a sudden, out of nowhere, after five, six months of doing this bit, you're sitting there and you get you all of a sudden go, no, not shirtless. And you get this look on your face and you back off and you're like, shirtless isn't a thing. I can't because of all the pressure. Dude, we had no idea. You came out of left field with it. What's the deal with this airplane food? Am I right? That was basically as bad yeah, as it was. that was Crowley jokes during the thing. And I love you, Tom. And if you want to wear a shirt, that's I don't good. want to wear a shirt. You can wear a shirt. I don't want to wear a shirt. That goes back to my point that there's no outside influences. And, you know, I was trying to just keep it at bay myself. But, you know, things just kept bubbling up and I exploded and my friends weren't there for me. That's all I have to say. What's the deal with the smart car? If I could say, Tom, your mom is right. Is that when she says that like, you look at other professions for this and maybe in the idea that 
there aren't guys that go to other professions shirtless. Maybe there's not a lot of them. There are some of them. But I guarantee you also in other um, professions, moms don't dictate how their sons act. In that profession. She's not dictating how I Okay. I'm aware, I'm, I'm, I'm aware of she, it's, uh, Look, I, I actually see where she's coming from. I mean, I think most moms would feel the same way if this was their son doing it. I mean, she's got oh. a good claim. But I'm not going to let it influence it. I'm not going to let it take over the show. It, the outside forces have nothing to do with what we do on the inside here. But if the it shirt is, you, is off. If you decide. No, I'm not. Me and Crowley aren't going to force the issue. Yeah, I know you have to say that on the air to cover your bases. I'm not wink, saying wink, anything. Hush, hush. But I will keep the shirt off. Knock, knock. Interrupted Kel. Like what? Moo! All right, I feel like I've diffused the situation. Okay, everyone just breathe for a second here. That's exactly how Crowley was in the meeting. You just bailed out of that one, too. He would, like, make the four jokes, and then he'd just be like, all right, I think we've made some pretty good progress here. Once again, Tom and I are left to have the adult conversation here about this, and Crowley just bails out. I mean, what's a Wookiee, anyhow? I appreciate the help. Waka Waka. A weird-looking creature thing, furry like a dog, talks like a... Why do I feel like Not that dog. bit could have been a lot better if the host could have there? We need like a real life cane to come in and just grab you by the neck and take you off the stage. I mean, geez. Now it's coming to me. I'm getting the fire here. I don't know, dude. I thought you were going to I mean, be it's the Adam Crowley show, but it was Brian and Tom talking for the <laughs> yeah, past five, ten for, minutes. Looking for a little crow man in there, and I didn't get Jack. I've been raising my hand to come, man. You're looking, you can't even see me. You're behind the... Dude, I can see your hands fine. <laughs> I'm you raising my hand them, right now. We wait for you to come, and you just don't speak. You see it right now? Go ahead, Crowley. Comment on Tom. What do you have to say? I think it was incredibly uncomfortable, and it was an unprofessional moment between no, the two Crowley, of you. No, and I was, it was not, I was not, on not on the moment. Not on the moment. You you comment on how you feel about Tom's mom being shirt, saying he shouldn't be sure. You really want to know how I yes, feel? Yes, you I really do. want to know how I feel? Yes, I'm a little sick and tired of the outside world trying to tell us how to do the cheese teases, and it's not just Tom's mom. You walk into the elevator at work. Hey, Crowley, here's how you do a cheese tease this today. Is true. Dale Lolly walks up to me ten times every a day. day. Dale. Hey, hey, man, you should get a shirt. Shirtless Tom shirt. Hey, Every man, day. you should do this. The sales guys. You know what would be funny, Crowley? Yeah, I do know what would be funny. Because I'm Crowley and you're not. Brian knows it's funny. Tom knows it's funny. You go downstairs. The other radio hosts who don't do funny on their shows think they can do funny on our show. And you know what? We're the funny ones. Not you, Tom's mom. Shirtless mom. Whoa. Not you, Randy Bauman. <laughs> oh, Randy Slack. Dale Lolly, Matt Williamson. Slack. You can stay the hell away from our cheese tease ideas, okay? Where did Slack come from? That's how I feel. A uh, pent-up rage. You want my emotion? My emotion's here. The well, Penguins. They got to reset the order in the universe tonight. Are we done with that or no? I think, I think you just put a button yeah, on I it. I think we're good. Good talk, guys. I mean, you go to the bar and someone walks up with a beer and that gives them the invitation. You're sitting there. Oh, you know, it'd be funny for a cheese tease, Crowley, if you drank this beer. Oh, you know, it's funny. Mark Caballi all the time. You know what you should? No, stop. Enough. Speaking of invitations to bars, <coughs> we still going to get that beer at the end of oh, the for show the for the penguin God, tonight. No. You said on Monday that you wanted to. You're not going to bail on us again, are you? Can I give my penguin steak, please? You know he's going to bail on us. I'm not going to hang out with you tonight. I'm sick. What? And tired. Everyone's you BS. You said on Monday. It's Thursday. I can change my no. mind. Okay. Our plans work. All right. Breathe, everyone. I think you guys need to calm down. Your tone, both of you there, was a little bit obnoxious. Just going to say. Penguins are 9-2 and two in playoff series against the Washington Capitals. In 2009, the most fun playoff series that I've ever seen, the Penguins flashed the Caps' hosts <laughs> down the toilet. 
That's flushed hopes down the toilet with a 6-2 victory in Game 7. In Game 6 and 2... Shocking, never before happened in the history of the program. Really good stuff from Phil Kessel there. Thanks for joining us, man. It's crazy that you know, just holy called hell. In. you listen. Some people are just listening to the program. You know, people. You, he's kind of been in a bad light. Well, people are trying to frame that you're speaking to him in a bad light. He just wanted to set the record straight, yeah. and I respect that. As he an appreciated athlete. your take. I mean, he, he he said he was being honest too yeah. with the playoff production. He knew he wasn't as good in the playoffs last year. Dude, I tell you what, seriously, like as a show, one of the proudest moments. He just called Ever. in. Uh, Out of nowhere. Brilliant. Awesome. It's beautiful. It's organic. Glad we shared it. Wow. Coming up next, Mike Pursuta of the DVE Morning Show to talk about how terrible the Steelers are right now and how good can the Penguins be. That's right. Broad strokes, as Mike Tomlin would say. It's ESPN Pittsburgh. This is the Adam Crowley Show. To pick against the Steelers is a sin. It's a sin that's written in the Bible. Don't you understand? ESPN Pittsburgh and the iHeart Radio app. Penguins open up the season tonight. The Steelers have a must-win game on Sunday. It's a good time for Sports Talk Radio, baby. Joining me now to discuss all that. It's our buddy from the DVE Morning Show and the Steelers Radio Network, Mike Bursuta. What's up, Mikey P? How are you? Uh, just getting ready to uh, go enjoy the Penguin game tonight from the relatively uh, cheap seats after another beautiful day at Steelers practice. Adam, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing well. Are you going as a fan, like drinking beer and such? Oh, you got that right. Oh, very good. That sounds fun. I can meet you there if you want me to. I mean, you want... As soon as I get done talking to you, I'm going to Shales and uh, eventually into the bar. It does not get better than Shales because it doesn't get much worse than Shales. Mike Brissett joining us here on the Crowley Show. Uh, Mike, is it okay that I was critical of Phil Kessel's playoffs last year? I mean, what the hell? People are killing me on Twitter right now. 
No, you can't criticize Phil Kessel. Phil Kessel's a Stanley Cup champion. Two-time. Yeah. Um, yeah, he had a terrible playoffs. Uh, that, that, I think you're falling victim to one of those dynamics uh, that we all fall victim to uh, when you cover the Penguins, uh, write about them, talk about them, whatever. Uh, there seems to be an ardent core. Uh, a lot of these people like social media, apparently, but they decide who their favorite player is, and then it's never that guy's fault. So they will cannibalize their own team in defense of their hero, and uh, Phil Kessel has a lot of those people. I feel like I have been characterized as a Penguins homer a lot, and then you, you come back the other way and you say something that's accurate, that Phil Kessel stinks, and then all of a sudden you get thrust into the other camp. I guess it's just the way things go with social media in 2018. The reason I brought it up, Mike, is because I consider Kessel a bounce-back candidate because I think he needs to bounce back from the playoffs. The other people I put in that category are Broussard, I put Latang there, and Matt Murray. Uh, of those four, who do you think is the most likely to have a bounce-back type performance this year? I would say Broussard only because uh, I, I give Murray a little bit of an asterisk. I don't think they played as well in front of him mm. as they had in the previous seasons. In fact, I'm sure of it. And uh, while the goaltender part of the job is to stop the puck no matter what, uh, you know, sometimes it's tough to do. Uh, they were too loose last year. Uh, you know, the, the symbolic ending to the season, they give up a breakaway goal in overtime in an elimination game. How do you let that happen? Uh, you know, I, I don't think Chris Letang is going to change the way he plays. I think he's going to be a high-risk guy who makes a lot of mistakes. He'll do a lot of good things. He can still skate it out of trouble. You know, it's still a one-man breakout. Uh, still moves the puck well. But, uh, you know, that fine line that Mike Sullivan's been trying to get them to traverse that balancing act between not taking the stick out of their hands and not becoming a high-risk team. I, I think Wutang's going to fall on the wrong side of that a lot. Uh, I think with Broussard, it's just a matter of health and familiarity. I think that guy's a really good player. Yeah. And I, I still think that was a really good trade, even though it didn't work out last year. Uh, Murray has got to bounce back, uh, and I think if they play better in front of him, he will. Uh, also, if he can get, uh, I don't know what was in his head last year as far as uh, his personal tragedy or the whole flurry thing, which I just found baffling. Uh, you know, talk about people adopting their favorite and you know, him being their favorite no matter what. The guy wasn't even on the team anymore. He's people's favorite player. Um, I, I think that'll die down a little bit, particularly after Vegas comes and goes next week. Um, I think Derek Broussard, uh, very, very, very good player. Would I be overstating? the importance of tonight's game when I say I think the Penguins, it would behoove them to win this just so you can kind of say to Washington, hey, you might have got over on us last year in the playoffs, but we're still those bastards who stand in your way. Yes, you would be overstating it tremendously. Okay, very good. No, seriously, you know, the NHL to me, the Penguins are going to make the playoffs unless some you know drastic series of circumstances unfolds in succession. Uh, that's why I'm going to drink beer tonight. It's fun to watch in the regular <laughs> season. Uh, you start looking at it with a, with a semi-serious eye approaching the trade deadline because a lot of teams dramatically change at the deadline and the balance of power in each conference can change. And then the playoffs are what matters, right? And that's when it really counts. And, uh, you know, um, it's a show for a, for a vast majority of a regular season that is too long in a league in which too many teams actually make the playoffs. And these stupid loser points that uh, keep the races going because uh, the league doesn't want the teams that aren't good enough to reveal themselves as not good enough 
before they got a chance to sell a lot of tickets. That makes it seem closer than it is. But, uh, yeah, you would be overstating it horrifically. They could lose 38 to nothing tonight. It's not going to mean anything in March or April or May. I would be upset if they lost 38 to nothing. Mike Pursuta joining us here. Yeah, particularly if you had Depends plus 37. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Mike Pursuta on his way to Shales joining us here. Uh, on the Crowley Show. Uh, one last thing here on the Pens, Mike. Uh, when you look up and down the roster, uh, where where are the holes? Uh, I mean, I, I think that they are very deep at forward. I, I still want to see how Sprong can play. Uh, on defense, I like the addition of Jack Johnson. I know that got all the analytics people's head uh, panties in a bunch, but uh, I think he's going to be a good player. They seem to like this Ricola. So uh, where are they weak? Where do they need help? You know, I think it's really about them. And, uh, you know, I don't think they're the only team in that category. But if if they're playing well and playing on the right side of that Sullivan line, we just talked about, they're going to be a tough team to beat. Now, uh, Ricola has gotten – I've heard a lot of good things about him uh, from from just a couple people I've talked to. Uh, Johnson, I think, is the perfect fit because he's the right kind of player that they needed on that defense. They, they look, they look solid up and down. They look like they have some depth. Uh, they've got the experience. They know how to win. Uh, Washington all obviously knows how to win. Uh, I, I think that, uh, Tampa is a team that's been on the cusp for a couple of years now. Uh, usually there's somebody, uh, Vegas was that team last year. Usually there's somebody that, that kind of emerges from out of the shadows that people didn't see coming. Uh, like what San Jose did uh, in the off season on the other side, so I, I think they're one of the teams. But you know, it's hard for me to separate anybody else and say this is the team. Mike, flipping over to the Steelers now, uh, where they've been kind of flipping over and just taking it on the defensive side. Uh, they could probably help themselves a little bit if they ran the football right. Do they have zero faith in the run right now? Nah, I think some of that has been circumstantial, although I thought they definitely got a little, got away from it too quickly the other night. It was 14-14 in the second half. It was tied through, uh, half of the third quarter still. And, uh, you know, the Ravens, it wasn't until they got that nine point lead where it really looked like it was a, a hill too steep to climb. Mm-hmm. Uh, Randy Finger talked about that today. It was coordinated Thursday over here and he said he hasn't done a good enough job of heating James Conner up. Uh, the, you know, the running game would help, but I think when you're really going to see them run the ball is when they can throw it better and get a lead on somebody for a change and be ahead in the third quarter and the fourth quarter and then, you know, kind of dictate it that way. Uh, it's, it's become a passing league. Their bread and butter is still Ben Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown. Once they get that worked out to where it's more consistent, and I think that will come, then a lot of other stuff's going to start happening. Do they have... A deep threat right now. I mean, it doesn't look like it at this point. They, we saw Ben miss uh, James Washington. Is that hurting Antonio Brown? I, you know, I, I think there have been enough plays. Uh, I'll give you two examples. Ben was critical of himself after the Ravens game, and uh, I think it was justified in this instance. I don't think he was just being, you know, the hero leader guy who's supposed to say it's my fault even when it's not. Uh, Couple third downs. One was a third and four, and there was a, a, a route to the sideline on single coverage uh, overthrown, and uh, it was an in route um, that it could have gone for a huge play, and Ben threw it behind Antonio Brown. Uh, you, you just got to make uh, one, two, three more third downs over the course of the game, and uh, I think they'll have more opportunity to do a whole lot more stuff. Last thing here for you, Mike, before you go out and have fun and drink beer and all that. 
Uh, how many points do the Steelers have to put up to win on Sunday? Uh, I'm going to say at least 38, probably in the 40s. Yeah, I'm right there with you on that. And I think that's what it would take for the Penguins to beat the Capitals tonight, according to you as well. So uh, we'll be tough on the Penguins and their forwards. Mike, appreciate the well, time, you can man. Well, say they're deep, so, you know, they got a shot. Yeah, they're that deep. they got uh, Phil Kessel, don't they? He can get about 17 himself, right? Yeah, of course he can. He's a two-time Stanley Cup champion. Go drink some beers. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, Adam. Keep those cheese cheeses coming. Uh they're well received. Trust me. Well, you know what, Mike? What I guess one last thing. Tom's mom says he should be putting a shirt on. Uh, she's very upset. She's taking this incredibly personally. Should he listen to his mom or should he listen to his boys? Well, why is she upset? I mean, I think it speaks for itself. Because because the presentation, right? Correct. Yeah, m- mothers are always right, Adam. Yeah, I've heard that. She, your mom, probably tell you to keep drinking beers tonight, buddy. See you <laughs> later. That's Mike Pursuit of the DV Morning Show and the Steelers Radio Network. He was right there, Tom. I'm sorry. So it goes on. No, it doesn't. It stays up. The shirt stays up. Yeah, no, no, not even for a second. <laughs> a little late on the trigger. There, I mean, no, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm laid back. I got, I, I'm laid back in the chair here. I'm hanging out. We have a very comfortable the, environment and here. And I hear real quick as the shirt coming on. Now the shirt's not coming Five back on. Pause. It was a comfortable no. environment until Tom went all feelings on us today. I mean, I you're my friends. Here. I came to my friends for help. They weren't there for me. I was there for you. Not the way I wanted it to be, though. <laughs> that, that, that be I wanted you to coddle me. Um, maybe treat me like a baby a little bit. Maybe tell me things would be okay. I did tell you. Brush my hair. I did tell you things would be better. Maybe some cake or something. No, be a friend. Don't make this about me. And the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun brought to you by To Be Determined is next. Coach Schmidt, too. It's a Crowley Show. The Adam Crowley Show. Making my way downtown, walking fast, faces passing, I'm homebound. Should I go lower? Staring blankly ahead, just making my way, making a way through the crowd. On ESPN Pittsburgh. We've got a pair of Steelers tickets to give away. Steelers-Falcons will do it coming up in the 6 o'clock segment. We've also got the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun brought to you by To Be Determined. A lot of Penguins takes. Josh Yowie at 620. So much to get to. And right now we're joined by the head coach of the Duquesne Dukes football team. He is head coach Jerry Schmidt. Uh, Coach Schmidt, how you doing today? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Uh, doing very, very good. Uh, Coach, you haven't played since the game uh, out at Hawaii, so I'm guessing you guys just spent the last two weeks out there doing nothing? Yeah, that's what we would have liked to do. As long as we could take our books and study, we'd be all right on the beach. Yeah, that would be ideal. Uh, I, I would imagine that a lot of self-scouting goes into uh, a bye week. Yeah, there's a lot of that. We try to analyze what we've done. Now, we've played five games since we played zero week because of the Hawaii trip, and so we get a lot of information on ourselves as well as our opponent. What are the, some of the things that you've been able to pinpoint, I guess without giving away too much, but uh, some of the things you've been able to pinpoint that are going to be point of emphasis uh, for you moving forward? Well, it's all tendencies, you know, things that we're doing that we don't want our opponents or we're going to try to counter what our opponents are thinking we're doing. So it's that mind game that the coaches go through, you know, and they try to think what the other guy's thinking and double back on it. So it's mainly tendencies. 
How much of the bye week is that? How much of it is looking ahead to Bryant? And do you even consider looking ahead down the road at all? No, we don't look down the road. But uh, a lot of Bryant, a lot of it is uh, not only developing younger players for potential injuries mm-hmm. coming up down the road. So it's a good chance to get those guys reps and, and be prepared so we're, we're, we're ready to go you know, in the future. Back home at Rooney Field this weekend where you guys have had a lot of success, certainly a comfort level there. Uh, what makes that kind of tick for you guys? I think it's a unique setting up here. Uh, it's a great atmosphere. Get a lot of fans here. And, uh, you're close to the field, and our, our guys love playing in front of our home fans. So I think it's just a unique setting up here on the bluff. All right, Coach, uh, good luck this weekend against Bryant and uh, get some of that aloe on the sunburn there. <laughs> Will do. Take care. All right, thanks a lot. That's Coach Schmidt, Jerry Schmidt of the Duquesne Dukes. Uh, their game coming up this weekend against Bryant, uh, 1 o'clock on Saturday, as he said, Rooney Field on the bluff. Uh, Tom, what time is it? And now it's time for the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun. Brought to you by To Be Determined. I saw the most football headline ever today when I went on ESPN.com. Ever? Ever! There are 32 teams in the league. Breaking news. And the point of the article was to point out the most critical injury that each team had suffered to this point and how each team is going to bounce back from said injury. That is the most football thing ever, that every team's got an injury to this point that you can pinpoint and say, oh, that's the one that's killing you. That's the one that hurts. You look at Atlanta, and they're literally, I keep dropping that word, but this is true, without four of their top six defenders right now, including their two starting safeties. So the war of attrition is already being lost by the Atlanta Falcons, and coming into the season, I thought, this is a Super Bowl-caliber team. This is one of the best offenses in the league with one of the fastest, if not the fastest, defense in the league, and they're going to contend in the NFC and then beyond. Well, now you can just eliminate them, right? If, if they lose on Sunday, they're not going to make the playoffs because they'll be 1-4 and four and they're in one of the toughest divisions in all of football in the, I think, more difficult conference when it all shakes out, when it's all said and done at the end of the year. Even if they win on Sunday, though, I don't look at them as a Super Bowl contender anymore because they're that hurt. And I guess the broader point here would be this. The landscape of the National Football League is ever-changing. And while the Pittsburgh Steelers look like they stink and they're out of it right now, maybe teams will stink more down the road because they're going to get hurt. Uh, That's what I got for you, Steelers fans. There's the Hail Mary. Your team stinks. Maybe other teams stink more due to injuries down the stretch. But that's football. It's always been football. It's football in 2018. And then it got me to thinking what the Steelers' biggest injury is to this point. And I think that it's clear. It's Le'Veon Bell's bruised ego. Uh, This guy wanted a long-term contract, doesn't get the long-term contract. He's basically been on on IR for the Steelers through the first four weeks of the season. And he will continue to be so until week number seven, which is a bye week, so they're going to get him after that for week eight. The harshest real injury that's hurting that Steelers buzz is Morgan Burnett. We saw Nat Burhey play a little bit of defense, a little bit of nickel, a little bit of dime last week, and 
well, that guy just can't cover. And he gets hurt, and you feel bad for him. But Morgan Burnett was brought in here, I think, to be a solid dime-type linebacker. And they're missing his play in that position. Burhey can't do it. Sutton had to come in and be that guy after Burhey went down. That's not ideal either because you can run all over that guy, you'd think, if he's in the box. Uh, it reminded me a lot of when William Gay was that guy for the Steelers. You don't want it to be a corner. You'd rather it be a safety who's rangy yet big enough to be able to take on blockers in the run game and disengage. So I'd say Morgan Burnett, that's the one that hurt. If not Le'Veon Bell. If you're taking that off the table, ESPN, your list of 32 injuries that are changing the dynamic of the game. If you're okay with that, I'll keep Bell. If you're not okay with it, I'll pull him out. We talked yesterday on the program about the teams that, if we could pick one team, I should say, to watch for the entire season and only watch that team's games, which team would it be? I'm flip-flopping again, Tom. We said it was the Chiefs yesterday. I'm going back to the Rams. I've done it. I flip-flopped. I'm already there. I'm already back on the Rams. You want to know why? The uniforms are so great. That's a lazy way reason to flip, first of all. Remember why we picked the Chiefs in the first place. They're the games be will be more competitive. from behind all the time. Gunslinger Mahomes is going to be leading them from behind. Great victories. Great entertainment. Chiefs all day. Here's the real reason. I just love watching Aaron Donald play. Pick guy. I know. That tells you how much I like him. Tells you how good he is. They've got playmakers on both sides of the ball, and sometimes watching dominance is fun. I'm sure being an Alabama football to- uh, team uh, fan, pardon me, is a great time. That was a great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun. Brought to you by To Be Determined. Mike Pursuit and I are going to disagree on this topic here. He told me so much when we talked to him in the last segment. I said, would I be overstating it to say that the Penguins should win tonight's game and reset the balance of the universe? And he said, no, Crowley, you're overstating it. How could I possibly be overstating that? Penguins 9-2 and in playoff series against the Washington Capitals. In 2009, it's the most fun playoff series I've ever seen. The Penguins flushed the Caps' hopes down the toilet with a 6-2 victory in Game 7. In Game 6 in 2016, the Penguins won in overtime against the best Capitals team I've ever seen. Those demons for Washington carried over into the playoffs the next season. And despite dominating in wins five and six, Washington was tight in game seven. Marc-Andre Fleury, the Penguins, they choked them out. Players in that dressing room admitted to gripping the sticks too hard that night. Last year, though, the Capitals, they exercised the demons. Had Kuhnhockel scored no OT, then the Penguins may have gone into the Capital One Center and beat them in Game 7, but Kuznetsov scored, the Penguins were eliminated, and the monkey was lifted off the back, not just of Ovechkin, but of the entire flipping organization. They now know that they can beat the Penguins. They're flying with as much confidence as you could possibly have right now. They're cup champs, they just smacked the Boston Bruins. Brad Marchand got punched in the face a couple of times. It's time for the Penguins to knock those guys down a peg. It's time for the Penguins to restore order in the galaxy. I'm not overstating it. The Browns, they won a football game. They look like they've got a quarterback. Galaxy, upside down. The Dolphins lead the AFC East. Kansas has two wins in college football. Syracuse went in and almost beat Clemson in football. Not basketball, football. Alabama's got a quarterback. Buck Showalter and Mike Sosha are no longer in baseball. The Bengals are in first place. The president sent out an alert without any pot shots taken at Hillary, and there were no typos. The Capitals are Stanley Cup champions. 
The universe is on its head right now. Up is down, inside is out, cats and dogs living together, mass hysteria. The Penguins need to restore order to the universe tonight. Death, taxes, and the Penguins beating up the Capitals. Show them that last year was all fun and games, and they got a little party with the Cup all summer long. But the Cup was being leased to them. The Penguins own it. It's game one. It's game two for Washington. But make sure they get put back into their place as the afterthought. 412-922-2874. Twitter.com, at underscore Adam Crowley. I believe Holpe is actually going to get the start tonight, despite it being the second of back-to-backs. He didn't get one shutout last year in the entire regular season. And he's already got one this year. I think the playoffs for a great goaltender like him were so key for that guy because he had not come up small in the playoffs before but had not come up as big as the opponent's goalies. It had happened multiple times with Henrik Lundqvist. It, of course, happened with Matt Murray and Marc-Andre Fleury. So he's at the top of his game. The Capitals are clicking on all cylinders already. Seven goals, game one, shutout. They do everything well right now. But... The Penguins are playing a team on the second of back-to-backs. How many times was that discussed last year? Oh, my God, it was nauseating. Why do the Penguins suck? Well, it's because they're terrible in the second night of back-to-backs. And Jim Rutherford admitted it. Jim Rutherford wanted to shake the lineup up a little bit, wanted to bring in some youth and some speed in order to help the Penguins on the second of back-to-back. They got shellacked by Chicago. There were a couple of times they get shellacked by the Tampa Bay Lightning in the second of back-to-back. We've heard for a year now that that scenario, if the home team, if either team hasn't played the back-to-back and the other team has, oh, huge advantage for the team that hasn't, right? Well, then it better matter tonight. If it's been this huge issue, if it was a cloud hanging over the Pittsburgh Penguins, they've played too much hockey, they can't possibly survive the second and back-to-back, well, the Capitals just played more hockey than anybody winning the Stanley Cup. And they're now coming in after an emotional night at home in front of their fans with the banner. It's a second of back-to-back. You should win that hockey game. And the Penguins, they've had all offseason to sit and rest and stew about this. They should win this one. Really. And I know that predicting games in baseball and in hockey on a game-by-game basis seems ridiculous, and saying a game's must-win is dumb. But they got to change the balance of the universe. I mean, <laughs> the universe is at stake here. It's a big freaking deal. Plus, Ovechkin's already got a two-point lead on Crosby, and you can't have that for long. You can't be having that. And Phil Kessel needs to get the Crowley monkey off his back. Coming up next... why Caps fans are morons, and why I hate the Capitals more than the Flyers. Also, you can call us up at 412-922-2874 for your chance to win two Steelers tickets to the barn burner that's going to play, take place on Sunday between Atlanta and the Pittsburgh Steelers. And in order to get the tickets, all you got to do is call in and lecture Tom as if you're his mom. And I'm 100% serious about that. Tell Tom to put his shirt on. If you do it well, at 412-922-2874, we will give you a pair of Steelers tickets. Get creative, people. Make us proud, because Tom ain't making his parents proud. It's a Crowley show.